So, one win and one loss. That seems to be the way everything always goes. Although, in this case, it was one win versus three losses. Or perhaps two and a half. I'm not sure if I wanted to count Farenk as a full loss at that point. Anyways, at least Patat was safe. And the others, although captured, weren't in life-threatening danger, as far as I knew. I've had some hours to process the events. And of course, blame myself and do a lot of self-reflection when Blackie and me began talking. She told me something I hadn't asked asked about before. This is Nidak, my adventure, written down in a better way than I can tell it. Episode 55, meant to become us. Kid. Don't burning worry about them. They'll be burning fine. Patat looked better than the last time Nedak had seen him, before the rescue. Most of his skin had shed. Only a few opaque and sickly-looking areas remained on his body. The rest looked as fresh and colourful as bright, fresh green moss, instead of old and dark moss. His skin still had the texture of fish scales, although they were smaller and less obvious. The slimy appearance which had covered his body before now resembled more of a wet layer. The most colourful areas were made by a multitude of rainbows sparkling whenever he moved. Nedek studied him, sitting on the edge of her bed. He lay on one of the other beds. He claimed he felt fine, but Neda could see the weakness in him from his ordeal. The wounds on the tips of his five tail points had stopped bleeding. The tail shackles had remained in place because they had pierced the skin with a multitude of spikes. Kid, I'm fine. Stop dripping and looking at my tail. Neda shook her head being made aware of staring without seeing. It had been hours since they had returned from the square market. Blackie slept next to them, curled up in the dragon and kitty donut. Seeing them like that, Nidak marveled at how much the dragon had grown since they first met each other. Deep inside of her, she was astonished at only having known Blackie for a few weeks. It felt like they'd known each other forever. I messed up. I really messed up. I could have been so stupid. I should never have allowed the chocolate production and even my servants to be caught up in this, and especially not in the open. Why did I think it would make things less risky? Such bloody faulty logic. Ugh. She let herself fall backwards on the bed flinging her hands in front of her eyes. At least I have three more days until the next prophecy day, with the next two nothing planned, she said through her hands. I might come up with a solution by then. She removed her hands and stared up into the blue sky, watching the clouds float by. I need them for when I go out among the people. They need to look out for me. Especially Melia. I trust her. And I know she is more than only a servant. I know she has other skills. 
If Nadek believed in fate, she would believe there had been more than just coincidence bringing them together. They'd only spent about a week together during Nadek's task in the muddy marshes, but she'd always felt as if a sort of early friendship had formed in that short time. She never thought they'd see each other again, so Nadek had purposely kept her distance and hadn't fully embraced the budding friendship. Yet, in the short week they'd spent together as servant and princess, and more importantly, as two women with a common goal, getting Nadek back on the throne, the friendship had blossomed and developed. She needed Melia by her side in two days, not merely for safety, but also as a moral support to lean on, as a friend. The truth companions had promised to have people to guard her for that day, the day the prophecy described as, She shall appear amongst ye, as one of ye, carrying a power-pooped weapon. They'd be supplying guards openly, acting as her personal security, and secret ones, to make doubly certain Nadak didn't get hurt. Even with all the possible precautions in place, it was bound to be a dangerous day. Nadak would have to go to another meeting of the truth companions, to discuss the details again and to make sure everything would be in place. But she knew there to be a traitor amongst them. She'd been thinking about that often and had a suspicion of whom it could be. I've got you, uncle, and know who you pretend to be. I won't let you win, even if you're not sure yourself which side you're on. Even her thoughts pretended to be confident. Her uncle's erratic and certainly confusing behavior gave Nadak hope he might be persuaded to switch to her side completely. From what she knew of him so far, He'd been brainwashed by torture and pain to think the way he thinks and believe the order of the end. But the fact he hadn't killed Nedak yet, even though he already had several opportunities to do so and even given her his journal, boded well. Hope. A loud, rumbling sound came from next to her. It came so suddenly, she sat up in shock. Potat had fallen back on the bed, long limbs all outstretched. His monkey-like mouth hung slack, and he breathed deep and steady. His snores belonged to a giant and heavy man, not on this small capuchin fish dragonfly mixed creature. Blackie? Nira gently asked the dragon in her mind, checking if she was awake, despite closed eyes. Awake, Anne. The voice calmed something down in Nadak. At first, having a mythical creature's voice intrude in her mind had weirded her out a bit. But it quickly became a source of comfort and part of her. A part of Nadak's knew her. Not Nadak, the Red Knight. Not Nadak, the fight instructor on earth. Not Nadek, the failed blogger, but Nadek Isho, the princess and the future queen. 
once she had accepted who she was really meant to be, it all felt normal. She always thought it a classic silliness in stories. The people who accept and adapt to major changes in their lives in the span of only a few chapters and a few days. But now, live in her own story. She knew it to be realistic enough. Will you ever be able to speak out loud? Nidek hadn't meant to ask that question, with a jumble of all the other matters in her head. Blackie opened up her eyes, or perhaps only the one eye on Nidek's side, and something deep and profound shone in it, but also sorrowful. No, not. Not maybe. Baby still. I. That gave Nadek pause. She'd never asked Blackie about her past, being too self-absorbed in her own situation. What happened to you? The eye shut for a moment. When it opened up again, Blackie said, Voice, my not. Ready, get. Nadek was only allowed a moment of confusion before another voice sounded in her mind. Even though Blackie had done this to her before, Nidek still jumped and looked around for the slurp the voice belonged to. Looks like egg. Hello? A rapping sound. It is big. No one else seen this. My egg now. <laughs> Maybe I can eat what is in egg. Hmm. A cracking, tapping sound, followed by a tearing sound, as if pieces of crusty paper getting torn. Oh. Disappointment heavy in the voice. What are you? Can I? Eat you. Oh, no, what? Don't lick me, ah! Yes, eat your shell. You look like... Dragon? I've seen you in class. Are you dragon? What means your tail whip? Yes, you dragon? You are my dragon now. I call you Blackie. There was a pause in the transmission, as Nedek had decided to call the voice transfer from Blackie to her. Somehow, she knew the pause meant time had passed by. She didn't know how much. Blackie, you hear? Ah, yeah. Good girl. No leg, no leg. We have to look out for some woman in our woods. My boss say she could appear here, and we catch her if she does. I hope she has pretty garbs to add to my stash. Our stash, I know, yes, yes. But you only like to lick folks and take the garb off. Don't look that way. Someday I will find a cloth to fit me. You will see. A go, twelve moon times. Egg still me.
Blackie's voice replaced the slurps. Found me where I'll catch you. Coincidence not, thank me. You meant me find. You think I was supposed to find you, or at least your egg? That sounds a bit far-fetched. I mean, think of all the things which wouldn't have happened if I found you as a newborn. I owe you so much. She trailed off, taking her own words in, and taking her own words in, and actually thinking of all the things which wouldn't have happened if Blackie hadn't been the dragon she was today. I might not have been alive anymore. In an overwhelming sense of gratitude to have Blackie, Nedak went up to her and tried to give a hug. She couldn't wrap her arms completely around any of Blackie's body parts, with the exception of the lower limbs and tail end, so contented herself with half-circling her neck near the head and leaning her own head against the scaly skin. Thank you, she said this out loud, because it felt more real that way. Aye, you meant find me. Connect we. Not connect, Slurp. Connect you. Only one can. It's meant to be. Us had to become. Us had to become. Nedak mumbled, mulling it over. So Blackie believed it to be fate for them to meet and connect. In a way, Nedak supposed, it made sense. Since Aunt Crydeck had mentioned she thought Nedak had the line of talking to dragons. Nedak frowned as she realized she didn't know the actual name of the line yet. Crydeck hadn't remembered when she spoke about it. Kitty crowed out a meow from the middle of the dragon donut, stood up, and sauntered towards Nedak along the neck of Blackie. He stopped to stretch before reaching Nedak, leaned down, and hat-butted Nedak's head. Nedak reached up to stroke him. I'm sure you were also meant to be part of all this, buddy. And there, in the late afternoon sun, surrounded by the purring of a cat and a dragon, and the less soothing rumbling of a snoring gorwag, Nedak felt her fear, anxiety, and insecurity ebb away. It floated off her and drifted out to the open air, in ripples on waves of the ultimate sound. You have been listening to Nadek, Chapter 55, Meant to Become Us. Narrated, adventured, and lived through by myself, Nadek. Written in a better way than I can tell it by Astrid Jeff. Don't go just yet. We've got bloopers coming up. Find us on Twitter at Astrid Jeff and at Nadek and Kitty. The wounds on the tips of it fi- The wounds on the tips of it f- The day the prophecy, even though he already had several opportunities to do- Nadek gently- <clears throat> Nadek gently asked the dragon in her mouth. Nadek gen- <sighs> The voice calmed on some- at first, having a mythical creature's voice inside of her, once she'd accepted who she was really meant to be, 
She knew it to be realistic enough. Nedek still jumped and looked around for the slurp the voice belonged to. Nedek still jumped and looked around for the slurp the voice belonged to and tried and tried. She couldn't wrap her hand. In a way, Nedek supposed. In a way, Nedek supposed it made sense. Supposed. Critty croaked. Critty. <laughs> Critty. Hello, Critty. Stood up. This bitch. <laughs>